Welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. Welcome back to PG D&D. My name is Jefferson Beatty. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. Joined by... Decius. Uh, I play Zane. <laughs> I, oh, I got nervous. <laughs> and Duffel's the great I play Matt. Alondros. I play Tyson. Velasa, I play Shay. And Vedius, I play Connor. <laughs> There you have it. I am the DM playing Jefferson. Playing a schizophrenic. schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> playing myself. As you can tell, we're really into our characters right now. Last time on PGD&D, you all met Alondros's mother, Afaria. After discussing some time with her about the nature of his father's death, you found out that it occurred on the East End which is near where the lion's den was. That night, she went to bed quite early and left you to talk amongst each other. Alondros discovered in his room, among some many rewards for being the one taking the city, a note written to him by Linus, giving him threats if he did not return with his money promptly. Adelphus the Great attempted to learn some reading to no avail, and then tried to get to know his friend Theseus a little better, also to no avail. Theseus, struggling with the fact that his father is in town and upset that he feels cornered in his choices, prayed to Mojus and was granted a vision while he slept of a mysterious sword stuck in the ground, and Mojus himself telling him, my vengeance will be in my own tongue. Simultaneously, Vidius slipped out without anybody noticing and left the city to find a small cachet of jewels and coins that he's built up over his lifetime promising his god Phanax half of it if he finds it successfully. He took the other half back to the house and put it in the bag of holding. That morning you woke up and decided that you would visit Alondros's father's tomb. And upon doing so, Alondros swore in anger and grief that he would kill Linus for what he did to his father. It was then that you realized that you were being watched and after some magic, you realize that it was Faustus himself, who has been following you for some time, trying to uh, find a good time to talk to you about some things, because, end quote, enemies are everywhere. It was at that point you suspected Triss was a spy for Linus. You then threatened and questioned her, and it was revealed that she is not a spy for Linus, but instead a spy for Apto, being paid to essentially talk about what was happening in uh, Alondros' house while they were away from the city. Alondros, angered, nearly killed her, and then, still blaming her for the death of his father, blinded by his rage, threw a sword to the ground and walked away. And that's where we left. Your sword clatters to the ground. You storm off in a huff, leaving Theseus, Adelphos, Thalassa, and Vidius with Captain Faustus surrounding Triss. What exactly did you send in your report? Is Zone of Truth still up? I believe so. She says, just that you had returned to the city, and that... I'll be honest, I'm on a roller coaster of emotions with you right now, Triss. I'm... Give me a moment, and I'm just going to kind of take a minute to clear my head, because I'm not thinking very clearly right now. Can I tell that Vidius wants to kill Triss? I roll an insight check. I also roll it. Sure. 
looking. Maybe it's up to you to determine. You would be able to tell that, especially with the I'm on a roller coaster of emotions with you, you would get hints of, I want to kill her, but you're fighting with they're her. all standing right here. I would like to go up to Vidius and kind of put my arm on his shoulder as I face him and whisper in his ear, you know it would make you feel better. And that's all I'm going to say. Roll a d4. Me? Yeah. <laughs> if this is the one, I swear. <laughs> It's a three. Oh, okay, oh. so you get three piety. How much are you at total now? Seven. Seven. No, wow. Eight. Eight. So you're still a little bit away from your next. The streak is broken. Oh, yes. <laughs> so now we can finally all get good piety. Yeah. <laughs> piety. So, everybody. you, as you sow this little bit of chaos into the mind of Vidius, you feel that Mojus is smiling on you. And you suddenly realize... You've been kind of upset by the dream and its nature, feeling not not helpless, but feeling like you couldn't enact revenge in the way that you wished. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, as you feel power inside of you, as you understand that if Vidius chooses to kill her, I mean, that was your call. That, that's power right there to influence others. <clears throat> you realize that the dream was not a rebuke, but the dream was a vision of a potential reward if you continue to follow Mojus. I go up to Phidias and say, remember, you're killing an unarmed foe. Save it for Apto. Literally have the angel on your shoulder. You do. And that, roll a d4, because that is true to what Iroos would do. And he mentioned last episode, I mean in the after... Not bad, not hey, bad. better than a one. That's yep. a two. Does that put How you at three? We take those four. We take four now. now. Hey, that you get a blessing! You... Yeah. Let me read you what that is real fast. You can now cast the spell Compelled Duel. That's interesting. That's cool. It's where you can basically, uh, like, like you like target someone, and they just like they just gun they have to just fight for you. you. Yeah. They have to fight, fight you. If, they, if cool. they fail, they have to fight you. You can cast this a number of times equal to your charisma modifier. Zero, so it's probably a... It's one. Oh, at least one. one. So it's one. You can cast it one time a day. You regain all finished uses when you finish long rest. Charisma is your spell casting ability for the spell. So it's a saving throw of 10. But it'll be sick when it works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so Vidius, um, you kind of step away and you have these two, a crow and then one coming over, egging you on, and the other reminding you to perhaps stay your hand. Do you have any family, Triss? Is Onachu still up? Yeah, so I actually cast it on a point. Gotcha. He says, no, my husband was killed in the Atlantis. That's why I took this job. I'm sorry to hear that. And I will, with blinding speed, just pull out my Citadar and just cut her down. It is a surprise attack, so roll with advantage. Dirty 20. Sneak attack damage. It's 3d6, I believe. I can't believe this just happened. Little devil got in his head. I only spoke to It's only 11. You turn around quickly, drawing your scimitar and slashing at her. And a look of shock comes into her eyes. And then one of realization as she slides against the cold marble and slumps onto the ground, dead. And Captain Fastus looks at you and says, Why did you do that? She's a spy. She couldn't be trusted. She was, she was a- reporting straight to Ab. She was compelled under a spell to tell us the truth. We could have asked her more questions. Not to mention that now we have to leave. City guards patrol here, too. This is a sacred site. You could be arrested for what you did. If 
you aren't already going to be arrested. <clears throat> is zone how? Where is zone of truth? So I would probably would have cast it on a point near her. I think what the question Matt is asking is, it, would it have incorporated the group? So it's a 15-foot radius. Okay. They'd so have to roll a charisma saving throw. Yeah, so basically you, you just have to roll a charisma save to see mm-hmm. if it affects... You can choose to fail the save on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. 18 or 13. Couldn't tell if that was an 18 or 13. It was like, super blind. What was it? It was an 18. But the only person who knows who passes or fails is me. Right. So you all would basically assume that they're telling the truth. I don't pass. Yeah, so you have to tell the truth, essentially. I don't want to go to New Zealand. You just can't deliberately lie. Yeah, you could could just not say anything. Yeah. Okay, so, good question to ask then. Did you really kill somebody, Vidius? Not her? Not the people in war? Killed a lot of people. If you're not counting... Those specific circumstances, none that immediately comes to mind, but... I just walk out the catacombs. You did not kill her inside <clears throat> his sepulcher, you know? This was sort of outside amongst all the buildings. What do you guys do? I mean, Faustus made it clear that there are patrols that can walk by here. I say we stash the body. I go, go follow Alondros. Okay, so you walk off with Alondros. Phidias, help me with the body? Yep. Roll a investigation check to find a crypt that might be open or older that you could perhaps stash a body at. What about the one that we just came out of? His dad's? Very disrespectful. That's fair. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> 19. Well, what are we rolling for? Investigation? Investigation. Did you roll with disadvantage? Oh, no. Ooh, do I need to roll with disadvantage? No, you're not exhausted. Uh, 15. Okay. I have 14. Yeah, so combined, that's enough. A little further down the hill away from Alondris's father, the Brel household. It's sort of in a newer area, a posh area. A little further down the hill, there's some older ones, some ones that look like they haven't been kept up, and you're able to find one that has been broken into by thieves or by something that you could put a body in. I'd like to go through our pockets really fast to okay. see if there is anything else that we could, anything that we could learn of. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll help him with that. Sweet. Just making sure we go over the body. Mm-hmm. 19. Thanks. Give me two seconds. Roll well when we... We do the the murder. <laughs> <laughs> the murder. This, this is this is a murder. This is obviously murder. the so dice are pushing us in a certain direction. It's not my fault. It's the dice. <laughs> you find a small piece of copper wire and hmm. twelve gold. She's wearing a wire. <laughs> it's a wire. <laughs> I mean, me as a player. Yeah, you're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> literally, she's wearing a wire. Yeah, she's, she literally has. That's <laughs> just a little short, few inches long copper wire. By this point, Alondros, Captain Faustus, picks up your sword and catches up with you in Adelphos. And he hands it to you and he says, I'm sorry about your father. I truly am. There are some things at work here that could mean more than just the death of the satyr. Not to sound insensitive, but your journey to find Apollina holds a lot more weight than I think you all may think. What's the reason behind Vidius and Theseus' bloodlust? You see, Captain Faustus looks over his shoulder in the direction of where they were <clears> carrying <throat> the body, and he says, I honestly don't know. Theseus is different than he once was. We grew up together, him and I. We were good friends, actually. Ever since he lost in the games, he's changed. I'm not sure what it is. He's different. And I'm not sure if it's the hate of his father or the desire to prove himself like he was unable to do those years ago. 
but I fear it brings out the worst in my old friend. I cannot speak as to why Vidius does what he does, other than I've known men like him before, and sometimes they might not be able to be trusted. But I'm trying not to be judgmental, as I know your group has done good work. I think we all can agree that Lioness deserves to die, not knowing what just happened. Yeah. Whether you call it bloodlust or whatever it may be, I think it is fitting. I kind of look confused because I forgot that you didn't see them kill. And I'm thinking, why are you, like, agreeing with them <clears throat> that the bloodlust is important? I I just don't understand, I guess, why kill someone unhonorably. What's to come of it? I'm not going to get anywhere from slaying an innocent bystander. Not the heroes of Neolantis that they were talked up to be anymore. None of us are. I'm not sure what Arois has in store for you or, or I or any of us. I know that oftentimes there's a fine line between good and evil, and sometimes that line can be blurred. And who's to say which side of that line the gods stand, for most of them are in it for their own selves, except for maybe Iroas. But what I can say to you is stay true to who you are, and you cannot go wrong. Thank you, Faustus. I just, seeing that made me feel just not right, you know, the Iroas and the honorable stuff. I agree. I agree. It's just but a, that's dif- different and difficult times. It's in the gods' hands now. Who are we to deal out justice on their behalf? So, I suppose we shall all convene together and talk about what our next move is. Would you at least agree to that, Alondros? Yes. By this point, the three of, of you, Faustus, Alondros, and Adelphos, have made it out of the catacombs, sort of nearer to the road now. And you wait there for Phidias and Theseus to show up. I was going to follow Alondros and Adelphos, but on the way to catching up to them, I saw a grave of a young child and stopped and just kind of admired it and found a flower and put it on there and then stood up and started following. Okay. After several minutes, everybody is now convened there where the road sort of splits off from the main one to go over to the crypts. And Faustus says... Well, I suppose it goes without saying. Do not tell anyone of what just happened. But we move on to decide what our next move is. Alondros, comes across to me that you are determined to kill this Linus. Frankly, I don't know who this man is or why you have such, such hate for him. I'm trying to meet with you to, to give you the information pertaining to your journey like I wrote in my letter. But if you have other business... Perhaps we can meet again at a separate time. I don't think Proteus will want to stay here much longer, so that might have to be an actress. <clears throat> Does Proteus know that we're here? I'm not sure. He, I think, is growing more suspicious the longer we stay. And word travels fast in a large city like this. As to heroes arriving, I wouldn't be surprised if he is aware now. This whole hero thing is honestly becoming more of a curse than it is anything else. I shoot Faustus a look. Well, it doesn't help to that fact that you saved Satessa from some despicable beast. Yes, terrible beast. Horrible creatures. Terrible listeners. Where's Trish? Trish. 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 So, about this lioness, lion, lionel, lioness, we should discuss <laughs> what to do with him. And that business is not mine. 
I suppose I have one more night here. You want to talk about your journey? I will be at the Blue Alcyon. You know Alcyon to be a nymph of sorts. And you would know where that is, Alondros. It is a inn not too far from the docks. Not in the seedy part of town, but a common one. Okay. He says, hopefully, with its location, Proteus won't be there. I can't promise <clears throat> anything. Meet me there tonight. I'll give you what information I have. If not, and you are too troubled with these personal matters you are dealing with, I wish you luck on your journey. May the gods and Iros bless you in finding Apollina. Thank you, Faustus. Thank you. Next time, don't be so creepy about it. Just come say hi. You turn and say that he's already gone. No, I'm just he says, How again. does he do it? He says, Again, you can never be too careful. As Triss was a prime example, we've got eyes and ears everywhere. And like I mentioned before, your journey to find Apollonia is of more consequence than you may think. Yes, we will. We will keep that in mind. Thank you. Why, why do you say that it's so important? You see, he looks around again to check if people are listening <clears throat> in. He says, there are some happenings going on here that stretch far beyond the throne of Akros. Why so quickly? You meet tonight, and I'll let you know. What time is it? It is now late morning, almost <clears throat> noon time. I am not giving you an ultimatum. I'm not saying, you know, choose to kill Linus or don't, right? Because you can be in Melitus for however long. If you don't meet him tonight, you won't get the information. Perhaps we should go back home and wait out the rest of the day. As you say that, he tosses his hood up and walks back into town. Safe travels. Theseus, he looks at you with a look of, not disgust, but almost concern. As if a parent looks at a child who makes a, a bad choice, but knows they have no, they, they can't interfere. That that child has to learn on their own. Oh, let's go back home. Or go back to our place. What would you like to do, Theseus? Just trying to be nice to the guy. Shall we go back home or shall we go to the library? Hmm. Definitely you... not the library. So the library in Glossian, which is the m- biggest, most comprehensive library, is about half a day's travel away. It's still like pretty early in the day, isn't it? Right? It's like, like we it's like, like literally woke here. up and then went straight. Half a day, that's still like... It was a couple mile walk out to the crypts. You spent some time in the crypts, right? So it, it's almost about noon now. If you were to travel to Glossy and you'd likely have to stay the night there, or you'd be traveling back in darkness. Well, maybe we can... But there's a library at the university. Maybe before this evening, we can suss out some information about the lion's den, and then obviously if you want to, we can go meet with Faustus and See what he has to say, and then in the meantime, we can do some investigating. I love a good heist. I'll leave it up to you guys. I don't know. I don't have not particularly. I would. Well, I guess it comes down to do you want to. What information did Faustus have for us? We don't know. We don't know, right? (laughs) He said we can't. (laughs) He's going to be so cryptic. I'm sure there's. He's just being overly cautious, which he's always been. And yes, as, as as we grew up, he was always. Well, the same. I. I mean, I would too if I lost my eye to a beast out being adventurous. But you put you on edge for a long time, basically. Lose one eye. I think. Question everything. <laughs> <laughs> like we all haven't lost an eye before. 
If if I may put my my word in, I I would not be opposed to going to the local tavern and beginning there. I think the more information we can get on this lion's den, the better. Let's go see what Faustus wants later. Yes, and just so happens that I am somewhat of an expert with the lion's den, as we know. But Where we will we need going? to talk in in a more quiet place if we're going to discuss well killing lioness. Where are we going to go now? As I said, go investigate. Maybe see if we can pick up one of Lioness's goonies. Do you have this guy's self? I know. For going to the lion's den, I will give him the hat. Are you able to disguise yourself a different way? With my cloak of the kind. (laughs) Because you run the risk of being seen. I would only do it if we're going to specifically go in the lion's den, then I will give him that. Okay. Otherwise, out and about the city, I figure I'm more likely to get picked up than he would. So are we yeah. splitting up or staying as a group? Definitely as a group. All right, you guys make your way back to the city. Where do you guys go? Didn't you want to go to the tavern? Yeah, I was going to a tavern. We can get drinks yeah, and talk about it. Okay. That's what I figure. So there is... There's a nicer tavern near your house, Alondros, where it's almost a tavern and bathhouse. It's a luxury place where more of the wealthy people go to unwind and eat and discuss. And there you could even rent a private area where you could talk and participate and, and have a bath even if you need. I'll definitely pay for one of those. Okay. So you actually go, and it is uh, a beautiful, pearly white marble building with several different ledges. You see it's actually made at the edge of, not quite a cliff, but but a steeper hill within the city. And there are different levels to it, with water and steam pouring out into a cistern at the base of the cliff. And as you uh, approach, there is a man in toga standing outside of the door. And he says, ah, Alondros, welcome home. Thank you. We've heard of your exploits. You're a hero. He's more than that. He's a leader among heroes. You flatter me. In honor uh, of what you did for Melitus in the Atlantis. And you see he kind of gets a little more somber. He said, and in remembrance of your late father, anything you need today will, will be on the house. That's much appreciated. We, we would like to start with maybe one of your, your private rooms. Wonderful. You shall get the executive room. And you see, he leads you through, and this bathhouse was not dissimilar to the one in Neolantis. Perhaps maybe it being just a little bigger. And you see, it's definitely more populated than it was when you went in Neolantis. But instead of soldiers and people, after a long, hard fight, going in there to rest and relax, you see it's full mainly of older individuals of rounder shape. As you can tell, higher status, more wealthy people. He leads you to a large bathing area that overlooks actually a good majority of the city. You can see the bay from the large opening at the side as the water pours out over. And the water is the perfect temperature. And you see there, there are clean linens, clean togas, clean everything, along with lots amount of food and such. We immediately start getting in. Sounds freaking amazing right now to Phineas. You get in, and, and it is. It's not salty. It's not the ocean like you're used to. But just being back into water 
is very replenishing. So, but I don't ever go in the deep section. There is no deep section. It's all about four feet. Four feet. I know, but I let everybody know if there was a deep section, <laughs> I don't go near it. That, as a theory, my character can't swim. <laughs> to his point. He makes a really good point. There's been a lot of things that I've said that I've done that could lead to something. <laughs> now you're that just making a red hairy. And knowing and knowing Dude, I'm, just saying, I'm pretty sure it's undecided. It's it's pretty good deductive Why skills. Why would a Triton <laughs> be a sailor when he can swim? And he's breathing in the water. And in anyway. our first session <laughs> You, when we were gro- going through the tunnels and we had to go get the ladder, and we were like, we need two people to stay on the bottom and be careful. It might be hard for you. He was like, I'll be one of those. I don't want to swim up and get the ladder. And then we were talking about jok- jokingly that <laughs> he and Velasa would swim to Melitus. He'd be like, actually, no, let's not do that. And then when we were joking that we'd walk along the shore and that those two would just swim across. He's like, yeah, I'd swim, but I'd only st- stick to the shallow areas. It's true. It's true. true. I did say that. <laughs> Prosecution <laughs> rests their case. <laughs> Defense. Who would you like to call as your first witness? Okay. No. So sorry for that tangent. Mike. Um, the deep drop. end of the pool. <laughs> so <laughs> you see that the second Vidius gets in, he starts swimming underneath and stays down there for very long because he can't breathe. Just kidding. The water is of a perfect temperature. Not too hot, but also. Warm enough to soothe any aches and pains you may have. And as you begin to, to swim and relax, begins to release some of the tensions. And you would know, Alondros, that this place is well refuted enough that there wouldn't be prying ears, that they respect the privacy of well-paying guests who may need said privacy to keep people from knowing what they may or may not be doing. I join Vidius in the bathtub. Yeah, it's like a it's like it's a, like a community tub. It's like a yeah. pool. It's it's more like a jacuzzi. Yeah, but, but huge, like yeah. Japanese bathroom. like twenty feet by twenty feet, but just like a more jacuzzi, like a, a Greek bathhouse. Yeah, like yeah, a Greek like bathhouse. Japanese bathhouse, <laughs> but like with Greek people. Just, just Greek style Japanese bathhouse and fish people that can't swim. But uh, it would it would be like a community pool where you would wear swimming garb essentially to relax. Yeah, in, I would in, have in been the in there instantly. Yeah. Video centers, Alondros, not not far off. The two Crowans, do you doff your armor and, and enter in? Yes, I enter and just sit in a corner. So you, everybody doffs their armor and, and their gear and, and gets in. I'm sure I go and talk to Theseus. I guess to begin, we should talk a little bit about where the lion's den is located and what its securities are. You would know <laughs> that the lion's den, it's, it, it's on the east end. The reason why they call it the Lion's Den is because it's actually a subterranean casino that this lioness had bought several properties in the East End and broken the walls between them from the basements. So essentially it's like three or four houses worth, but all underground. Is their name Linus or Lioness? Linus. L-I-N-U-S. People have been sounding sounding like Lioness, but it's just Linus. Yeah, Linus. 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 It's just the name Linus. Yeah, not like a female lion, but just Linus. And there are small shops and people that live in the buildings above because gambling is not necessarily legal in Miletus. But if you grease the right palms, people will turn blind eyes to it. And so you know it. 
it's called a den because it's underground. You go actually go underground to get there. There's actually only one one way in and out, and it's from it's from you don't get in in a body bag. Clearly, you've never been to Acros, my friend. (laughs) So, uh, and that is there's a small vendor in the street near one of the buildings that you give the appropriate word to. You go behind their little booth and go downstairs to the lion's den. So essentially, it's just like like a speakeasy, yeah, kind of a vibe. Yep. You would know that there's one way in or out. And that the... Would I know how often the password changes, if ever? Yes. I would say that the password does change, but you only need to know it once or twice because the vendor would know who you are. Once you gain access once, I mean, obviously... They kind of recognize your face. Obviously, you know the place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, that, yeah. You know, and you especially, you would not have to give a password. Okay. You have been so often. You also know that that they are running. You also know that it operates at all hours, and it is never closed. It is continuously running. If Linus himself is not running it, one of his cronies is. But Linus is often there, and he has not been known to be seen outside of it. Espionage and infiltration is not necessarily my forte. What would be your thoughts, Vidius? Don't exactly know. There's a second-hand person that's in charge that we could take out and then use this hat to infiltrate them. Honestly, we'll just have to see the place. It sounds tougher than I had originally imagined that it might be. Would I know much about Linus? No history check. Four. You yourself have never done business with him or the organization, but in your previous life, you had heard mention of the Lion's Den before, but never knew what it was. Well, how do you want to go about this? I mean, we can either try to be sneaky or just kick in the front door. You always want to be sneaky. I do. Do we need espionage because he has, you know, been there multiple times? They let him in as Alonjos, and as soon as he's down the corridor, puts on the hat. I feel like as soon as he shows his face there, all bets are off, I mean. Yes, I think my debt is high enough that it would cause Linus to immediately pounce. I don't feel very... Confident in his rational decision-making skills. Well, let's your check, Alondros. 17. At this point, having a chance to relax and mull it over, it is unclear to you if your debt has been paid or not. And by that I mean with your father being killed, that could have been, quote-unquote, the debt being paid. Mm-hmm. You're not sure. The only way to know is to... To go. To go and talk to Linus. Yes. Maybe it would be a good idea for me, and I don't know if we want everyone to go, but maybe at least one other person to accompany me to maybe just talk and see what the damage is. I don't mean to brag, but I think I'm pretty good at talking. Theseus looks over at you with a skeptical look, his eyes brows raised. I don't know if I feel comfortable sending you considering you're the one they want. But I'd be happy to go, unless this is something that you would face. Theseus asked, do you think you could sit down face to face with him without 
immediately trying to kill him? I do not know. Then perhaps we do send someone else. Perhaps as sort of a representative, an olive branch. Perhaps that would be the best way to go about. Yes, but how do we get in if we do things that way? Honestly, you could just probably flash my name and they'll let you in. Or kill us. You would know that if the debt isn't repaid, Linus wouldn't just kill anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, he wants his money. He's professional enough yeah. that if, if the representative was, was set in your stead, he'd talk, you know. Yeah, I'm just a wacky dad, but you know it buys you a couple extra weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he will have that accent. <laughs> he, like, just like hey, that. he better have that accent. <laughs> he better talk like that. Doing fighting, he's just like, hey, yo, why you gotta hit me like that? <laughs> you fight dirty. <laughs> I'll tell you what, down here, this guy fights dirty, huh? He'll be sleeping with the tritons. <laughs> with the tritons. <laughs> well. But seriously, what should we do? I don't think it's a bad idea to send representatives. All right, then who's going? Honestly, I was kind of thinking you. Why, and because somebody I'm else. gorgeous? Because you have a softer, less rash approach to things. You don't want to kill everything you see. Yes, yes, that's... I mean, you're not wrong. However, you may think that she's not really serious about it. A little too soft. I mean, I have killed a few people in my day. You know, I, I do believe that another thing that we need to consider is... I think it all comes down to when we do this. Because it seems that we need some information from... Faustus, and he may be leaving soon, but also, I would like to get this done quickly, so it just all comes down to what is the most urgent of matters. Well, if we do lead with a representative, some of us may go meet with Faustus, the others could go to the den, and we could do both tasks at once. Rule number one. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Philosa and I could go to the lion's den and retrieve some information while Phidias, Andros, and Theseus go get the information from Faustus. Things go bad? Well, I don't know if we're meeting with Faustus till tonight, though. Right? Right. That's true. So, technically... It might be good for us to all be close by, just in case something goes wrong. Do any of you have a message? I carry a paper and a pen. <laughs> not any specific message. Do any of you have a message you. as a spell? You mean the ability to communicate with each other? <laughs> yeah. Or... No. Oh, language. <laughs> <laughs> any language. I just couldn't read. I didn't know I could <laughs> talk. <too. laughs> couldn't talk. <laughs> this, is a, this is a random question. How soundproof are the walls of the lion's den? I have a whistle. Would a whistle be, <laughs> be heard? 
I have a whistle. <laughs> I actually have two whistles. It's a dog whistle. Nobody can hear it. Two whistles. <laughs> one one twice as loud. I'm very observant, guys. One for each nostril. Two whistles twice as loud. One for each nostril. It's nostril. in case we split the party and we're in like a dungeon or something. You can communicate. It's really smart, actually. Like, that's, it's actually one really whistle smart. means I'm fine. Two whistles means I'm in danger. Three whistles means I'm dead. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Just trust me. It'll work. Don't ever. What does that mean? <laughs> He's probably fine. <laughs> you would have to be real close to hear a whistle. To hear a whistle. Okay. I, the idea I is, you know, an it's a secret gambling den. Yeah. And, and partially because it is underground. If you did hear anything, it would be from the buildings, but those buildings are owned by Linus. All right, all right. When are we going? Soon. Well, I think we should at least go. See if the debt is there. Are there specific questions we would like answered? Does the debt still exist? Yes, that one is obvious. If it does, how much? We should also try and find the guard who escaped our clutches. Yes, that's potentially a problem. But we need to shut him up first, because he may report us. Alright, are you going there just to kill people? No. Ew, it's with all this bloodlust, honestly. It's making me a tad uncomfortable. Right. Are you guys going to the lion's den? I think so. Okay. Have you yes. redisguised yeah. yourself? Yes, I've pretty much been disguised. This. I uh, don't want to deal with asking him every time you're out in public. No, I've I'm literally... that he is, and I've... he will let me know when he's not. Yep. Maybe only... The I'll one time I've home. specified is that if all of us go into the lion's den, that I will give him my hat. But other than that, right now, I'm consistently... And the only thing... And fun fact, the, the whole human. thing that happened with Triss, I didn't know what was going to happen, her recognizing it and stuff, until you dropped your... Because you're like, I turned it down to it, then I just turned it myself. I was like, interesting. Yeah, and I was wondering if... I figured it was either just going to... Oh, nothing comes about of it. It was like one of those things where it's like, do what yeah. you will. Okay, <laughs> so you guys benefit from... Doubt. Short rest. <laughs> you guys benefit from short rest from staying here. I don't know if you regain anything through that. You both can re-roll your constitution saving throws to see if this rest saved you from exhaustion. Two. Twelve. This bath was exactly what you needed, Alondros. You were no longer exhausted. You were there for a couple hours. You were there for a couple hours. Vidius, you were still on edge. Understandable. Though this bath was nice, you were still exhausted from, from the previous night's journey. Someone's found out that you can't swim. <laughs> so, you all... The big bad evil plan comes out so soon. The BBEG. I'm water. Make all the ocean shallow. <laughs> but seriously, think about it. Walking everywhere. <laughs> you all collect your things, don your armor, collect your gear, and leave the bathhouse. You head down towards the bay and docks of the town, headed east. And the closer you get to the water and the edge of town, the worse and worse the area around you gets. What was once beautiful marbled columned buildings slowly turns into dilapidated crude stone-made buildings 
and wooden shacks. This is the East End. Oh, you, it feels so nice to be home. You, Andros, know this place very well. And almost like second nature, like muscle memory, you wind the busy streets on your way to the lion's den. And as you approach, there are several vendors on the street. And you see one in particular between two sort of bigger buildings for the area. And you know that this is the vendor you give the word to to make it into the lion's den. So as we kind of turn the corner, I'm going to kind of stop and just so that obviously that all of us are now in the open and stuff. I'm going to say that vendor over there is the man that you'll need to talk to to get in. Okay. I say that to Alasa. Alasa. I'm terrible with these names. All right, Adolfos, shall we go? We shall. You guys walk down the street and you are met with a curious array of smells. Some good, some bad, some you can't put your finger on. Most of these vendors are peddling food of some sort. You see tritons there selling various kinds of fish and plant life. You see satyrs there selling various types of mushrooms and herbs and, and mysterious types of meats. You see other fishermen selling some things. But you see this one vendor, his stall a little nicer than the rest, selling uh, pastry sweets. I approach and I just wait for Philosophy to follow. I'm right by your side. Okay. You guys approach together. He says, beautiful day, isn't it? Indeed it is. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, one of our friends cannot be here to enjoy it right now. So we were sent on his bath. Oh, and who might this friend be? A man by the name of Alondros. You see a flash of recognition in his eyes. He says, well, I've got some special sweets that I think your friend might enjoy. Down in the basement, if you don't mind following me. Lead the way. And you see he takes you behind the stall and walks between two large stone buildings and shoots you. You're dead. No. Uh, he takes you between... I don't like it. I don't like it. He takes you between these two buildings. It, it is a narrow alleyway and you see there is a set of stairs beneath them going under the building, one of the buildings. And actually as you approach the stairs, he says, wait at the top, please. And you see he goes down and there's a door there. And he knocks on the door and the door's cracked open, and you see an exchange of words. You can't really hear what is said. The door closes, and he walks to the top of the stairs, and he says, All right, head down there, and you find what you're looking for. Thank you. No, no, he says, Thank you. Oh, I don't like you. Oh, dude. As they go down, I'm going to turn to Vedius and say, I believe we, we give them 30 minutes before intervening. I'm not waiting that long. I'll give him five. You go down to the bottom of the stairs, and this large door swings open, and you see behind it a exceptionally large Leonin man standing in front of you. He is not as Alondris has described him, so you can assume this is one of the guards. This is the first Leonin man you've seen in the city of Melitus. And he says, You know Alondros? Yes. This yes. way. And he motions for you to come in. As the door shuts behind you, your eyes begin to adjust to the dim light that is down there. And you can hear the sound of laughter, 
shouting and muffled talking down a long and skinny corridor with a separate door at the end with light showing through a crack. As you walk down there, the door opens and the hallway is again flooded with light blinding you for a moment. And as you see a large open space with different columns coming down, not Greek made, but almost crudely made, which resembles what is left of walls that once stood between the basements of these buildings. You see various tables and various lounges and places where people are sitting around playing cards, dice, and any gambling you can imagine. And you see all sorts, men, women, humans, tritons, neonans, satyrs, and even spot a minotaur in one of the corners, gambling. You're not sure if he is part of this organization or here on sport. Most of them are sailors. You can tell here for some R&R before their next voyage. And as you wind through the tables of this smoky room with the floors covered in remnants of things tossed to the ground in anger or drunkenness, you're led to the back of this large chamber, to another almost identical hallway as the one you entered. And you see this Leonin man with his sporting you says, Follow this hallway to the end. Linus is waiting for you. Thank you. I just nod my head and follow. You walk to the end of the hallway, and now instead of a door, you see a curtain draped across. Typical of the tents that Leonin live in, in the Valley of Oreskos. You part it open, and you see various rugs and lounging furniture in a smaller, better decorated room with rugs and various colors of brightly woven tapestries hung around the walls. And you see a Leonin man laying down his side in the back of the room. He says, ah, please, come in. I do just that. Yeah, I do as well. Welcome. To the lion's den. Unfortunately, it is not so much like home as I would have wished, but you do your best when you are in places you are not accustomed to, as he looks at you both. You see he's picking out a platter of meat. We were just wondering if Alondros's debt has been paid yet. You see this Leonin man, slender but fit, a little older, gray starting to show in his mane, with his large ears pierced with many gold piercings. And as he turns his head to look at his snacks that he's eating, you see the scar that Alondros said he would have running along his cheek. He says, ah, yes, Alondros, my best customer. I heard he was back in town, as he uses one of his claws to pick up a piece of meat and eat it. Yes, we know that you heard. Many things have fallen since we've been here. Ha! Yes, yes, well. When you are as good of a customer as Alondros is, special care is taken to make sure they keep coming back. Right. Does this care take care of that debt? You see, he picks up another piece of meat and eats it. If anything, it increases it. You must pay mercenaries to go do a job which you wouldn't need to do in the first place had the debt been repaid. But we can talk prices later. Where is Alondros? Why does he send a triton and a slave to come on his behalf? 
Yeah. Just mere representatives. He's trying to beat his gambling addiction. Huh. Hard things to beat. You know, I've never gambled myself. Too afraid I might get hooked, you know. More, I've more than half the men out there can't resist coming back, despite losing all they have. Haladros is the worst of them. You know, I do something here that is uncommon with most organizations like my own. If you run out of money, you can gamble on credit. Meaning you borrow some money from the house to perhaps win back what you might have lost. Now, the trick with that is, is if you have unlucky streaks, or frankly you're bad at it like Alondros, maybe the uh, interest is quite high. I told you we would talk price at a different time. Well, I would be more interested in talking price with Alondros himself. Know that a debt still stands. And what of one of your guards whom you sent to find Alondros, say, a few days back, maybe a few weeks back even? He looks at you, smirk, and he says, I have no idea what you are talking about. Can I tell if he's lying? Yeah, he's not even, a, he's not trying to deceive you at all. This is a guy that, you know. He's the top of the top. Yeah. Does he have a Howard Hughes mustache for He's lying. He's got hair all over his body. <laughs> okay, Linus. And then I turn to leave. Before you do, he says, ah, hold on. And you see he stands up and he goes over. He rustles through some things and he comes back. And he hands you both a poker chip. Each with the insignia of a lion laying underneath laundry. He says, before you go, feel free to place a bet on the house. Could turn profitable. I know the chance dice have the best odds. And be sure to give this one to Alondros. He hands you another poker chip. Sir, we're here to rid his gambling, not assist in it. Belong to a mutual friend of ours. Recently... Got it back. When you grab it, you see it's covered in blood. If he is lucky, like he thinks he is, perhaps he can win it all back. As I said that, I would be handing you back his chip. That you Nope. You didn't want it? Mm. You won't take it. Let's, come on, let's go. It's been about ten minutes. Yeah, I would say that Alondros would be... Talking me down off a cliff. Because, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm we'll, not going we'll, we'll fast forward to the but, outside. So you see that they go down in and they enter in this store. You can kind of see, you can't see the entrance very well from the street, but Alondros, you, you know where it is. And then you see this human man return back to a stall. As people walk by and make their purchases, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, you see somebody talk to the vendor and they go into the alleyway. You see a couple people come out. It's been seven too long. minutes. I'm going in. I'm no. going in there. No, we need to. We we need to give them more time. But what if something has happened? At this point, oh, they I don't. They, they don't even have there. enough time to walk to the back room. Just a Delphos man won't even kill anybody if it's not a fair fight. Why did I let her go in there with him? Oh, oh goodness! Damn. I think I'm going to be sick. They, they'll be fine. Trust me. Lioness cares more about money than he does about getting even. He's not going to harm them because he really just wants my money. So we can always count on his greed to overpower any sort of vengeance that he may feel. That's 
Slightly comforting. At least we know where his priorities stand. That's not a mystery. And right then, you see, emerging out of the alleyways, Adelphos and Alasa. Uh, see? What uh, did I tell you? Was very I worried. come and walk past the stand and I say, what a piece of work. Alondros, your debt still stands. And Linus wanted you to have this. Retrieved from an old friend, he said. I flip him a chip. I catch it. Alondros, grab, uh, hold in your hand this, this poker chip. Bloodstained, and, and you have a vivid memory. A flashback of not long before you joined the military to go on the campaign in Portis. And you remember gathering your things in your bedroom and then going into your parents' bedroom looking for some loose money to perhaps take with your camping. And as you are going through your father's things, you hear behind you, Son? Yes? Yes? I see you are uh, taking stock of your mother and I's things. Yes, I, I misplaced something and I was just looking for it. Would it be this by chance? You see he holds up the same Yes, that that's it. Where, where did you find it? You used to be better at covering your tracks. You need to be better if you want to keep it from your mother. I found it in the common area. I assumed it had fallen out of one of your pockets, or perhaps when you came home a little more on the line than you should have been, you fell asleep and fell out of your hand. May I see it now? You see, as you reach out to grab it, he actually holds it in his hand. It's dangerous down there. You know that, right? Yes, I know. I'm I'm always safe. Don't don't worry. It's more than that, Alondros. These people, not good people. They're not like us. They're uncivilized, violent. You don't owe them money, do you? No, no. Roll a deception check with disadvantage, because this is your father. Yeah. Goodness, am I deceived? We'll just go with 14. You say that, and he looks at you in silence, and you know what he knows. How much? It's five, five thousand. Five thousand? Alondros! No, but, but, but listen, if, if I just go this, this one more no. time. What, you win it all back in a night? Yes. Five thousand gold, Alondros. That is, that is, that is frankly insane. How long? How long have you been doing this? I mean, on occasion, I would I would go, you know, maybe once a week or so and test my luck, the <laughs> dice, but... Well, obviously, luck is not on your side. It's unbecoming of you, unbecoming of our family. Your brel, Alondros. We're about knowledge. We're about sophistication, philosophy, common sense. And yet you go out and you fraternize with the low lives of the city and... Get 5,000 gold in debt. How does that even happen? Well, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Your mother and I will take care of this. You need to not go there anymore. We'll pay off the debt. No, no, no. I, I don't want you and mother getting getting your hands in this. I, I will take care of it myself. How? I, How can you? I saw a man in the street the other night, and he was talking about this, this quest of a lifetime. And he, I, I spoke to him, and he said that they would pay handsomely, and, and I think that it, 
it would maybe be a great way for me to to see the world and to to take my 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 knowledge out to the to the people like I'm taught in in my school I know it's hard to overcome the desire to wander that comes from our ancestors what place is here with your family this man he doesn't happen to be the one recruiting for the Miletian army is he yes it is war Alondros you going out to war I wouldn't be fighting on the front lines or anything like that. I would just be observing and taking notes and things like that. You see, with a great sigh, he goes over and he sits on the edge of his bed. My mother and I knew this day would come. Though I suppose we hoped it wouldn't come this soon. You're a man now, Andros. You're all grown up. You're no longer the curious young satyr, the Miletian boys pretending to be a great warrior or a great poet. No longer that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young student beginning his journey in philosophies. You're experienced now. You've learned a lot. How to charm and persuade. He looks at you, almost hurt. How to lie and deceit. I suppose if you can get 5,000 gold of debt and lie to your loved ones about it, you're old enough to make your own decisions. If you think this is right, then I support you. I will try and stand. Thank you. As I, I think I go to grab the, the chip again. And he keeps it and he says, I'll tell you what. I'll hold on to this until you return back from the Olympus. Hopefully with enough money to pay off your debt. And then you and I can go and return this together. And we're done with it. I suppose that's fair. Now, I think it will be easier on your mother if you don't tell her of these things. Leave a note. Leave in the night. Saying you had to leave. It would be easier for her that way. Agreed. You see, he puts his hand on your shoulder and looks into your eyes. I'm proud of you. This is good. Then he holds the chip against your chest and says, I will carry this with me everywhere I go. As a reminder, the promise you are making to me now to return and make things right. And as the memory fades, you see that chip covered in blood in your hand. When are we going to, to strike? As soon as we can. And I just kind of slip the blood-soaked poke, and I just kind of slip it into my bag, and not making eye contact with anyone, I just nod my head and say, he deserves everything that's coming his way. And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> oh, well, does anyone else have anything else? Oh, yeah, one thing. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next week on PGD&D. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, do you love everything D&D? Be sure to subscribe on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for updates. We're also on Patreon. For only two bucks a month, you can get loads of exclusive content, including our after show. Thanks as always, and we'll catch you next time on PGD&D.